Hello and welcome to Banking Transform, the top podcast in retail banking. I'm your host, Jim Maroos, owner and CEO of the Digital Bank Report and co-publisher of the financial brand. Data, analytics, and new technologies are beginning to transform the art and science of personalized customer experiences. Customer engagement of the future is holistic, predictive, precise, and clearly tied to business outcomes. Winning organizations are building the capabilities, talents, and organizational structure needed for this transition. Those that stick with traditional processes will be forced to play catch up for years to come. We are fortunate to have Yelk Pleitzer, founder and CEO of Backbase, on the show today. He will discuss how to win customers for life in the new era of embedded banking. Welcome to the show, Yauk. You know, it's been too long since we last talked, yet we continue to travel in parallel paths, encouraging financial institutions to move from a transactional mindset to an engagement mindset that can potentially change the lives of consumers who want to have a better well financial well-being. Before we start, can you give my audience a brief introduction of yourself and your company? Yeah, um, I'm Jauk at the Backbase. Backbase is kind of the engagement layer for banking. So uh, we help uh, banks to become uh, people friendly and, and really architect uh, banking around the customer. That's in a nutshell, uh, Jim. You and a group of experts in the banking industry have put together a book that's just been released called The Engagement Banking Revolution. Can you explain a bit about this book? Yeah, so <clears throat> we make a distinction between uh, the system of record and uh, the system of engagement. And the system of engagement, that's really where you interact uh, with your customers. And I think the, the, the big problem is that everything is uh, siloed, channel applications, and we would like to remove them into a single platform uh, to orchestrate the customer journey from onboarding to servicing to expanding share of wallet. So basically be with people in every aspect of uh, their financial life. And I think the big problem is that uh, IT landscapes are completely fragmented, very broken. So we are on a mission to kind of replace that, just like an Amazon, just like a Netflix, with a, a single platform to really orchestrate all these customer journeys, remove all the friction, and, and really kind of be there architecting the bank around the customer. I think the, the key problem, uh, Jim, and that's the engagement banking revolution, is that in the last 40 years, Banking has been architected around products and around channels. And, and I think that's the wrong paradigm. If you are living in a platform era, like the Googles, the Netflix, the Ubers, they are operating with platforms. So platforms basically orchestrate pretty much every aspect of our life. And if you then look at uh, the broken IT landscape with most banks have, you basically come to the realization that that IT landscape will not survive in a platform era where these platforms are orchestrating everything around the customer. So I think it's a major revolution. I think it's a paradigm shift where we really have to conclude that the existing IT landscape, the fragmentation, the lack of agility, but also the cost base, uh, the fact that it is never architected with the customer in its heart, it is, if you're really blunt or a radical candor, you have to say it's not going to survive. It is just not going to survive in the next five to 10 years. So you have to, you can continue to duct tape it or you can go on a journey to gradually, it doesn't have to be a full revolution, but by step by step, go into this new paradigm and basically make the financial institution big and small uh, future-proof. 
You know, it's interesting because you you talk about you know moving from a a product and delivery model to a customer centric model, and we've always talked about that in the banking right. industry. Yet we we're now talking about moving from a customer experience to building stronger customer engagement. Number one, what's the difference between engagement and experience? But more importantly, why are legacy banks failing to get it right, even though they try so hard? Well, I think, first of all, I think in the last 20 years, everybody's talking about customer experience, customer centricity. And, and, and to a degree, I think we in honestly, if you then really look at the IT landscape and if you look at the service levels, why do I need to log in five different portals? Why is one one channel not aware of the other channel? Why? So there's so much broken. So I think a lot of that uh, is basically a veneer thin, right? It's lip service. So I think, uh, and it is difficult. It is very, and that's your second question, like why why are they not doing it? It is very hard. It, it requires. It's not about run the bank. It's about change the bank. And it requires a level of leadership and a level of boldness to really say, we're going to make uh, fundamental uh, changes like fintechs would do or big techs would do. We really have to fundamentally, literally, it's, it's, it's labor. It's a verb, right? Re-architecting uh, if you want to truly be customer-centric versus just a nice commercial or uh, you know those type of elements. Um, the, the, there's a distinction between customer experience and customer engagement, right? Experience is kind of maybe kind of the overall uh, re- relatively thin kind of overall look and feel. Engagement is kind of getting a more holistic view of who is the customer, right? And, um, you know, a lot of business for banks, we discussed, Jim, is, is moving into, if, is moving outside of banking. The payment stuff is moving to the payment platforms. Uh, the small business uh, operations are running to uh, the squares and the PayPal's of this world, Right. Uh, the, the trading, the high frequency stuff is happening to kind of uh, trading platforms like Robinhood. So there's a lot of leakage, I would say. And, and all of this is happening because other uh, platforms, other than the traditional banks and credit unions, uh, provide comprehensive experiences. However, they also do this in an isolated way. And kind of our view for the market is with an engagement banking platform, you can bring all these services and capabilities holistically in a single platform, in a single offering uh, to your clients. And then you can really track them and, and you know them. You can see their behavior. You can recommend. You can nudge because you have a central platform that basically has all the data to truly understand and follow your uh, your customers. I'm the first one to admit that you do not implement this in six months. It is a larger platform view. But I do think like you can make smaller steps. Every year you can modernize a, a set of customer journeys. You can begin with customer onboarding. You can go into servicing. You can enrich that with high frequency, uh, high intimacy capabilities that really go beyond banking. And in that way, over time, if you take a three-year horizon, you can fully modernize and, and re-architect uh, your banking operation on a single platform, just like a Google, to really streamline um uh, the overall engagement. But engagement orchestration is about knowing the customer and providing the right capabilities at the right moment in time. So it's interesting in your book that that has just been released. You your your team and the people that are the authors make a, a strong point that medium-sized banks can and do have the opportunity to provide a competitive experience to their customers somewhat similar to what the bigger organizations tend to do. Now, I find that to be a challenge mainly because of legacy leadership but why do you think that medium-sized banks can raise the level of their engagement to the level that the biggest banks are able to do? 
Because uh, smaller banks or mid-sized banks now have uh, almost like a, a positive unfair uh, advantage. And that is the, the fact that there are white-label engagement banking platforms like Backbase. So to give you a context, at Backbase, we have close to a thousand people doing full-time product development on this white-label platform. You know, most banks don't have that operation. So we, we're now kind of providing that white-label capability and we kind of equip uh, a mid-sized uh, regional bank uh, a mid-sized credit union to basically reimagine their member or their customer journeys on top of a platform like that, right? Uh, it's the same with Square or with uh, with Square Cash Reader, right? You now have technology companies like Backbase. In a way, I think you can best think of Backbase almost like, uh, to a degree, the AWS of banking, where we provide all the infrastructure. You don't have to do this with a very expensive IT operation yourself. You can just consume it uh, in the cloud. Uh, some people compare us with the Shopify of banking, where all the turnkey customer journeys are already available on top of the platform, and you can just take them turnkey, and you, or you can adopt 80%, and you can tailor 20% to your unique uh, customer segment. But the engagement layer is a wide-label platform that is fully industrialized. It's instantly available in the cloud, and you can zoom it a la carte. So you, can, you don't have to take the full platform. You can just take it customer journey by journey. You can start with consumer onboarding, you can go into servicing, you can go into lending, depending on your loan book. So it is very nice. It is instantly available in the cloud and a la carte, you can basically uh, start uh, optimizing your customer journeys, probably based on where you have the biggest friction or the biggest customer value. So really what you're saying is the overall, the biggest trend we're able to see here, the way that they're going to be able to compete is with the a platformification of banking and absolutely because technology has now become more more easily accessible more affordable more compartmentalized where you can actually do things in a in a in a piece by piece basis this allows any organization to really move forward with speed and scale, correct? Absolutely, but but look at how these the, the, the models from the past, I would say, are quite broken. Um, if you run the bank, you have your core, uh, maybe you also have a pre-integrated channel, but everything is point solutions. And if you, if you need to solve a problem, typically you buy yet another point solution, right? And it's a, it's a short-term fix, but you basically fix it with yet another silo, right? And I think we have to break that pattern because if you continue to add silos uh, to solve problems, you will never arrive in engagement banking, never. You will continue to invest in siloed applications that will do point solutions, but you will never be able to kind of compete in the platform era. And certainly you will never be able to kind of or orchestrate an overall customer engagement. So at Backbase, 10 years ago, we went on a massive big vision where we say, imagine what if, what if, if we could kind of create an ultimate platform that can orchestrate every customer engagement, from onboarding to banking to lending on a single platform. And what if this platform would be modular? So you can just pick and choose. You can pick and choose the journeys you need. And that way you can basically renovate and eventually by addressing real business problems where you have a real need and a real business case. So I think the problem is that every bank or the opportunity here is that every bank for 2023, you have a bunch of top priorities you wanna implement or improve, right? So the choice is simple. A, you're going to continue to buy point solutions or you're going to experiment and run it on a single platform. And then every year you basically expand on that platform. And eventually, if you execute this over three to five years, all your customer journeys are on a single engagement platform and you're ready to compete. 
You know, it's interesting because we we talked about before our podcast started that, you know, your organization has really transformed itself to be able to reach organizations that are smaller, aren't the are Big Ten, and be able to, as you said, modulize the 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 solution. So, you know, we see a lot of financial institutions investing in technology that will make for better efficiency, better innovation, and enhanced experiences. How yeah. often when you sit down and meet with some financial institutions, though, how big is the challenge is it for financial institutions not to just digitize what they did before, but to reinvent what they have to do going forward? There's a bit of a challenge what we see in the market. On, on one hand, uh, you don't want to kind of copy the old world and reinvent it uh, or re-engineer it uh, on this new platform. However, there, I think there are two forces. One force is that your customer base is expecting a level of feature parity. So some elements and some journey elements of the past are good. Uh, but the good thing is that at least you're implementing them on a single platform and you have reuse. So you, you can reuse them in your consumer segment, your business banking segment. You can reuse it not only to end customer, but you can also reuse it to your front office employees. So you already start to, you're not per se reimagining banking, but you are now properly implementing these journeys in an omni-channel fashion. So they are device agnostic and they are user agnostic. And you have, instead of silos, you have a single capability that can now basically service any stakeholder. So I think that's already in itself. It's not new feature sets, but it is just doing them smarter. And I think the key word here is doing them in an omni-channel fashion. And that will help you to simplify your processes and to lower your cost. Then on that same platform, because everything is headless, you can reimagine and you can re-engineer and you can basically reimagine the future. And there where you can also inject a new fintech players. So you can add crypto, partial stock trading, financial wellness, you know, smarter decision engines to do contextual risk assessment uh, in the lending process. But you basically have this open palette where you can, uh, you can basically uh, compose uh, a new journey. And I think that's quite common where everything in the world is moving to platforms. Everything is now available at ingredient level like APIs. So it's now more about how do you orchestrate and aggregate value in that platform and how do you orchestrate and control uh, the customer journey? On one end, you basically keep the stuff that is good, but you do it in an omni-channel way. And so that's kind of basically adopt and configure and omni-channel. And the other part is basically open innovation space um, to kind of really kind of uh, differentiate uh, your institution and to kind of create added value for your bottom line and for your end customer. So it's interesting. You know, we're talking about, in many cases, hyper-personalization and user-centric design. How important is going to be the power of personalization and how much will it probably change banking as we know it today from, a, from an individual product basis to really a global omnichannel basis? Well, I think what is nice, imagine you've got this platform, right? And you already have access to all the different uh, backend uh, core banking silo applications so you can aggregate all that data. You already at kind of a 360 view on the customers, like all the products they have. Add open banking so you can aggregate third-party bank accounts, third-party services. So now you basically have pretty much a full view on all the capabilities uh, in the financial life of that individual because you can run it in a single platform. I think very simply by connecting it to the banking uh, backend uh, systems of the individual bank, but also via open banking to the larger ecosystem, you have the ultimate uh, aggregation platform to bring all the capabilities and all the data in a single orchestration point. From there, it's peanuts because you just apply algorithms uh, to, know, to give financial insights, right? 
you can you can basically see, hey, I see this happening over there. Based on the algorithm, it will pick up and it will give a nudge, uh, and it will kind of give a tailored customer journey to that particular customer. But all these stories about hyper personalization and tailoring and whatever, they are theoretical if you do not have the platform to bring it all together. And and tell me how many banks are able to actually do this, right? So I think there is definitely a level of platform hygiene uh, that you need to have in place in order to play. So when you sit down with a financial institution, I mean, what you're selling here makes all the sense in the world. And most financial institutions know they have to move to this, this design element and the way you're talking about banking, platformification, building a, a, a strong platform that takes in services from multiple organizations. So what organizations need to do is well known, but not everybody moves forward. How, what is the biggest challenge you see when you're out there and you, and the sales process stops, what usually stands in the way of moving forward? Well, there's a natural sales selection. The people, the bankers that work with Backbase uh, are the people that uh, are brave enough to take the bull by the horns, right? There's people that will stay in the status quo and they basically kick the can and we can kick the can uh, for another couple of years and future will tell uh, how much market share they eventually will lose without, without it's, it's almost like climate change, right? You, it goes slowly, but it's happening, right? So uh, you can kick the can, but typically we don't, we, we don't have a lot of connection with people that uh, do that. We, we, we are encouraged to work with uh, uh, banking executives. And that's also what we try to do with the book uh, for the Engagement Banking Revolution by encourage people to take the bull by the horns and to go and really go into a digital transformation journey. And, and in all fairness, a transformation is a change program, right? And it, it includes a level of pain and uncomfortable. It's, it's un uncomfortable to a degree because it's not just run. You will run in through. And therefore, I think then having the partnership between Backbase as an organization, the platform and the client organization, these are very strategic long-term partnerships. And we have them with large banks, but also with small credit unions. But strategically, they are the same. We are connected in that vision that we want to change the industry and we also know that we have to travel some some tougher roads uh, and we have to overcome a few obstacles. And that's part of uh, making impact. Look, you know, I think uh, Elon Musk probably also didn't have an, had a very easy life uh, to do a few accomplishments, right? So maybe that's too bold of a metaphor, but I, I do think there's yeah. that level of uh, mental uh, commitment uh, to change the industry and to change the uh, the institution in a positive way. So when you're looking at your solution, but really looking at the banking industry as a whole, how important do you see speed and scalability of solutions? So, you know, we all know that change is happening very fast, but how important has it become, in the, certainly in the last two years, but probably even further back, how important has it become to be able to implement change quicker than ever before, but also in a way that can be scaled? Yeah, I know. Of course, I think the key, some, some executive one day told me, Jauk, I'm not competing with other banks. I'm competing with speed. Yeah. I think it's a very strong statement. I think you're probably right, right? Okay, but then the next question is like, how do you get speed, right? We know we need speed, but how do we get it, right? And there's a few observations what we at least see. One, uh, you making a distinction between the system of record and the system of engagement. Typically, the change capability for the systems of record and changing your core is super, super hard and super slow. So if you would visualize that in a heartbeat, it almost would be flat, right? Your change capability of the core is really slow. Therefore, you need to have a decoupled engagement layer so you can get better pace. So I think a loosely coupled engagement layer 
even without backbase, I'm not advocating backbase, but just a, a decoupled engagement layer is extremely important because then you have a different heartbeat, right? And there, if the platform provides you all the plumbing, just like an AWS or a Microsoft Azure will provide you cloud plumbing, now you have engagement banking plumbing. Yeah, then you have something like an industrialized platform. You don't have to do the basics and you can really innovate on top of it. And that innovation on top of it, what I really like, I think it always starts with the customer journey. Uh, you analyze what are the most important customer journeys, where do you have the friction, where can you go from a 15-minute process to a two-minute process, where can you remove uh, paper, where you, basically it's all about removing friction. And then suddenly you have very fast innovation, but it also has an instantly positive impact on your customer and on your business goals. And I think that's a, that's a very a pragmatic operating model where you're not only talking about speed, but you also have the, the operating model in place to uh, uh, execute against it. So let's take a short break here and recognize the sponsor of this podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Microsoft. See how Microsoft can help unlock new opportunities at speed and scale through innovative business processes, delivering differentiated customer experiences across channels, innovating new products and services, and redefining new ways of thinking. Find out more at Microsoft.com backslash financial services. Welcome back. I'm joined today by Yelk Pleiter, founder and chief executive officer at Backbase. We've been discussing how banking can become better prepared for the engagement banking revolution. So Yelk, the concept of digital banking transformation and engagement banking is still relatively undefined and sometimes misdefined for many organizations. To be prepared for the future, where do you think organizations must start? What I've seen working is uh, don't start with per se the technology, but basically start with the customer. We have this model of what we call the customer life cycle. So we typically say, oh, let, let's take your, as a column, you take your consumer business, you take your uh, business banking business and maybe your wealth business if you have one, and then just analyze it from what are your processes from customer onboarding to servicing, uh, to loyalty, to cross and upsell, to lending, and you basically get a value map, right? It's almost like a big quadrant. And in that sense, uh, I think it is extremely helpful to almost like do an MRI uh, scan against the processes in this quadrant, and you can automatically see where you have the biggest friction either in leakage, abandonment rates, cost, cost to process, cost to service, basically broken, uh, broken processes. And it kind of gives you almost like a rationalization where you can now say, here, I now know my heat map of problems, and I can then kind of cluster them in quick wins, uh, you know, easy to do, long-term, mid-term. And from there, yeah, the key question is, how are you going to address them and how are you going to solve that? And it kind of ties back to our uh, for, uh, earlier discussion do you solve them all these problems with point solutions or do you consider to kind of solve them on a single engagement banking platform? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You, you know, your new book, and you just mentioned, your new book discusses how investing technology, while it's important, is really just a start. And it's certainly not a way to, it's not a panacea. We can't just invest our way into to better banking. It goes much deeper than that, doesn't it? It goes well beyond just investing in technology. Yeah, so there's there's always kind of the arc. So let's say you've got your heat maps, you're basically got your GPS kind of figure out like what's my priority, where can I make impact? Then you have the technology, the platform that's enabling it. And then you have two other elements. That's kind of basically your operating model, the talent, uh, the culture elements. 
And, and there what we see is it is super important. But I think the world by now is kind of accustomed to that. But you cannot have business in one tower and then you've got the IT guys in another tower and they send out regular emails and that's how they collaborate. You, you really kind of basically then have to bring the business people, the process people, the engineering, the UX people, basically multidisciplinary teams. You have to bring them together. And I think also there's a very important role for uh, the leadership of the bank, not just to stay in the boardroom, but to go down and to really be connected to support these squads on the ground to help them uh, with kind of high-level business context and business priorities. Because if the, you can have these multidisciplinary squads, but I think there's a very big uh, difference between an innovation lab where people just create stuff without real business impact versus a proper collaboration where you say, these are the customer pains, this is the business impact we want to accomplish, and you work with these craftsmen on the ground to figure out how to really address them. So I would say proper hands-on leadership from the head of lending, the chief digital officer, even the head of retail banking, to take an active involvement because you're basically shaping the future of your institution. This is, if you have to spend your time, this is the investment that is basically having the most direct impact on the daily lives of your customers. And if you do this well, it will correlate with customer lifetime value. It will correlate with a profit margin, share of wallet. So in a way, in this new digital world, this is the closest you can be uh, to influence in a positive way uh, the, the, the future of your institution. But a lot of uh, traditional leaders are not in this mind frame yet, I would say. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Banking historically has been a transactional business. Now, how do financial institutions now move from a transactional mindset to an engagement mindset where the share of attention is probably more important than even the share of wallet. Yeah, true. I think very true. And I think that's also where you immediately see the, the, the risk. All the platform players, they are all trying to optimize high frequency, high intimacy. So they make these applications, these platforms, they all try to make these applications as sticky and as addictive as possible, right? Um, so that also automatically means that eventually, I think in the larger scheme of things, there's this massive battle who is becoming the preferred financial app in your financial life? Maybe you have two or three or four, but just like there's a, a preferred as a mindset you have for transportation or food delivery, you have your preferred apps. Like every individual, every small business owner, you have a limited set of apps that basically help you to streamline aspects of your life. That's the competitive landscape. And just figure, think, think about that perspective and that paradigm. How do you make sure that your banking app is not just you know, a transaction engine, but it actually really becomes uh, the bank that people love. It is kind of the bank in your pocket and it is it has to be directly connected to help small business owners to improve their life or to help families with children to improve their financial life. And I think that's the larger battle. So I think personally staying just in that transactional model uh, is not even an option. Um, right. I think it's uh, it's probably a dead end. You know, it's interesting. You know, when we look at the overall marketplace right now, and let's take the mm. short term, because that's what we're dealing with. What is the biggest opportunity in banking today from your perspective? The biggest opportunity? Um, yeah, I think the, it's also the, the most difficult one. That is a, probably kind of the mental commitment to change the institution. I think we're all about kind of yep. future-proofing uh, uh, the traditional bank, right? I think uh, we had the last era, we have the last decade, we have the next decade. Uh, but in my mind, I think the biggest opportunity is... Uh, to a degree, I always have to say it's not even an opportunity, but it's to fight back 
to defend your position because you have share of wallet, you have uh, the install base and you're about to lose it. So there's a level of churn prevention. And I think, and then you can start to kind of compete again. So I think that the, the biggest, uh, not a surprise, of course, but I think we have to fundamentally think about what is the recipe in this platform era where it's all about kind of uh, impacting daily life of people how do you kind of become the preferred money app and kind of what is then your IT infrastructure and what is your business operating model required to make that happen? And finally, how do people get the new book, The Engagement Banking Revolution? Guys, you can uh, drop me an email or you can also find it online. It's available on uh, Amazon. Uh, so it's The Engagement Banking Revolution. Just uh, type it in there and search uh, for it and uh, you will find it there. You know, Jauk, it, it, it's a great book. It t- it takes a lot of people's perspectives, but they're all in the same flow. They, they're they all moving toward the same endpoint. And I think, you know, banking today more than ever needs to be really aware of what can be done, but what has to be done today. Jauk, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And it's great talking to you again. Thank you, Jim. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform, winner of three international awards for podcast excellence. If you enjoy what we're doing, please give us a positive review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us get great guests like today. Also, be sure to catch the recent articles we're doing on the financial brand and the research we're doing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you for producer Leah Haslidge, audio engineer Sean Roe Hoffman, and video producer Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, remember, we are no longer in the business of transactions. We're in the business of building better engagements that will help a consumer across their entire financial life cycle. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.